1: Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3.
0: Welcome, friends. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. It is an open line Friday, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. Now, this weekend is uh, the big game, they call it. Now, so why do they call it the big game? Everyone will talk about the Super Bowl as the big game because Super Bowl is licensed and... Uh, When you're doing all sorts of broadcasts and stuff, they like to protect it so they don't wind up like Kleenex, where Kleenex is a brand name of a company. But when you talk about Kleenex, people use it generically now, even though it's not supposed to be. So the NFL likes to guard the name of the Super Bowl. Uh, So it's referred to as the big game by members of the press who want to get around the licensing. When my friend Rush Limbaugh was alive... He would always give his environmentalist pick for the Super Bowl. And I don't want to be duplicative of Rush, but in the spirit of of what he would do, I I do think we should examine, because in this day and age, we're dealing with the Wokes, and what would the woke pick for the Super Bowl be? We have two teams, the San Francisco 49ers. And we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the 49ers are obviously problematic because the 49ers are named after the greedy capitalist gold rushers who committed mass pollution, destroying the streams of Northern California with arsenic and other poisonous content. The 49ers were bad polluters, they were bad for the environment, and they were greedy capitalists. And they're challenging the dynastic Kansas City Chiefs who are named for American Indian tribes. But it's problematic because the supporters of the Kansas City Chiefs are white people. The 49ers were white people, but the 49ers are supported by a bunch of gay, transgender, heroin addicts who poop in the streets of San Francisco versus the Kansas City Chiefs who have co opted uh, Native American branding. And not only that, it's worse, they do a tomahawk chop like. Those dastardly racist Braves. Oh, and and they, they do their arm chopping motion. The Kansas City Chiefs stole it from the Braves. On top of that, the Kansas City Chiefs, though Native American Indians, an agrarian non-white tribal connection with a non-white quarterback and Wilford Brimley as their coach they have taylor swift rooting for them and you know the carbon emissions of taylor swift's jet i mean she just sold one and the carbon emissions of the, they got taylor swift the massive ecological damage of her concerts. I mean, I've just i I've thought seriously about this. My my heart is with the Kansas City Chiefs. I I like the Chiefs. I I actually do like the Chiefs. I I, I look. I like Brock Purdy though. If I'm honest, Brock Purdy he's a sensation. The guy is is just he's like the poorest member. And of any NFL team, he's like he lives with roommates in San Francisco because he came in as like the absolute last draft pick. Uh, Absolute. The the, the base salary in the NFL is eight hundred thousand dollars. That's what he's got. The dude drives like a 10 year old Toyota. He actually just signed an endorsement deal for Toyota. I hope they give him a new car because he's got like a 10-year-old Toyota he couldn't afford. Living in San Francisco, he's got roommates that he should be making millions of dollars a year, and he's not. I mean, to, to work for a group of greedy capitalists like a bunch of 49ers, uh, he's underpaid, and he's a, an amazing sensation. Uh, he's a avowed Christian. He looks like um, every mom's dream date for their daughter, just a, a, a good little suburban boy who dresses like it. Versus like the Travis Kelsey wild outfits that he wears dating Taylor Swift and you got Patrick Mahomes. on um, But I like – I do like the Chiefs. I got to admit I like the Chiefs. I, I liked the 49ers when Joe Montana was there. But I – though I have my preference, I have to look at this as a woke would look at this. And when I judge between the Native American chiefs of Kansas – Versus the white capitalist 49ers who were gold mining polluters as a woke, I got to give it to the 49ers because with the wokes, the white people always win while making it feel like they're not. And, I mean, with the wokes, it's always the rich white guys come out ahead. And so the rich white guys, the capitalist gold mining 49ers, are going to win while you're bashing them. Because you can't actually let, if you're awoke, you can't actually let the non-white people win. You have to make it feel like the non-white people are winning. So you're going to praise the Kansas City Chiefs. Being Native Americans, but you have to admit that they have latched onto that culture and have polluted it with their misogyny and racism, and recognize that the 49ers are going to be rooted for by the heroin addict, transgender uh, prostitutes of San Francisco who are pooping in the streets, and that gives them more moral claim. Because though the Native Americans should have the great moral claim to win the Super Bowl, the greatest moral claim comes from the non white transgendered heroin addicts who poop in the streets who have the greatest moral claim. And they are going to be rooting for the Christian white kid, Brock Purdy, and the 49ers. And because that's where the the greatest intersectional claim lies, the 49ers have to win the game if the, if the wokes are to be defended. When you're a woke, never bet against the white people winning. So there you have it. The woke Super Bowl pick. It's got to be the white guys without making it sound like it's the white guys. So you're actually relying on the fan base of the heroin addicts in San Francisco. And 49ers should win. I I actually would kind of like to see Kansas City win it because, you know, the rumor is Travis Kelsey— Will retire with his brother and, and wants one of the diamonds from a Super Bowl ring to be in his engagement ring Taylor Swift. And that would make my kid very happy. And if Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift did get married, there would be a marriage boom among the, the uh, white girl automatons of America who only do what Taylor Swift says. And then if Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have kids— Uh, There will be a population explosion heard around the world of every 20-something young woman in America finding some dude to get married to and have kids with so she can be just like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey could single-handedly solve the population crisis of America. We have slipped beneath population repopulation in America, and and there has never been a country on Earth that once it has slipped below uh, even birth rate of population sustains itself – versus people dying. Any nation that's ever slipped below that point has never bounced back from it, and we're slipping beneath it. Japan is so far beneath it. Whole towns in Japan are disappearing. In Germany, situation is so bad, the wolves have really literally come back out of the forests and are in towns now where the, the towns are dying off. You get Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey married, every 20-something girl in America is to get married and have a baby because Taylor Swift did, and she could save this country. She really could. But I just, I think we got to go with the woke pick of of the San Francisco 49ers. I intend to watch it. So I'm I'm flying to my parents tonight. Uh, I will, I'll go, I'll land late tonight, uh, stay in Baton Rouge, go up to my parents tomorrow, take my mom out for lunch uh, since I couldn't be there for her birthday. Uh, Have an enjoyable day with my parents. Then I got to be on a 6 a.m. flight to fly home. On Sunday, because the other flights were full, but then I got to get home and I got to start cooking for the Super Bowl. I got a bunch of Wagyu, and I realize as I'm talking to you right now that I left it in the freezer. So I got to get home in time to thaw it out so that I can make my steak slider sandwiches and barbecue sauce for the guys coming over on Sunday night for the front porch. The only question is going to be whether whether my buddy Andy gets in trouble with his wife and can actually come or not to watch the Super Bowl. Philip, you can deal with that one since he's your brother. (laughs) But uh, so I'm going to make uh, steak sliders. For Sunday night, it's a uh, thin-sliced ribeye. I smoke it on my Rectec for about 20 minutes to get the smoky flavor in it, and then I've got this professional grill called the DCS. It gets up to, like, 1,500 degrees. Throw it on the grill for just, like, 15, 20 seconds to sear the meat. Get some of the flames from some of the drippings. It's so good. Then I take it off, and I take the King's Hawaiian rolls. The King's Hawaiian rolls are the best. You slice them lengthwise so you have a top and a bottom, and then you layer the smoked Wagyu ribeye. You put fontina cheese down to hold it all together. And then I make a homemade barbecue sauce that's really good. If you, if you subscribe to the recipes, you've gotten the recipe. Otherwise, go to E.W. Erickson, or no, text recipe to 33777. And just scroll through. You'll find the barbecue sauce recipe. It's really good. Smear that over, and then you bake it in the oven 15 minutes to melt the cheese. We're going to have that. I haven't figured out a dessert yet. It's going to be cold, so I don't want to do ice cream pie. I may get my wife to make a pecan pie if she's willing to do it. But we got to restock our our supply of pecans. But I, I could use a pecan pie. Um, it's been a while since I've had one. It'd go great with steak sliders. Make steak sliders a little spicy. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. We're going to have a good, good, good time. We'll watch the commercials. But I'm actually interested in this game. I'm actually interested in seeing how Brock Purdy does. All right. We're, we're not a sports show, but we did have to deal with the wokes. So We also need to deal with the Tucker Carlson-Vladimir Putin interview when we come back. Uh, I was actually – I didn't think he would, so I'm surprised and impressed that Tucker Carlson was willing to engage Vladimir Putin on whether or not uh, the Wall Street Journal reporter who is in prison there could come home. Evan uh, Gershkovich is a Wall Street Journal reporter. Uh, Vladimir Putin has accused him of being a spy and locked him up solely because he was reporting unfavorably. About the Putin regime, and, and Carlson confronted Putin about it, asking to let him go home. Doesn't appear to be successful, though. What I'm disturbed by, however, is not really the Carlson interview, but the number of people on the new right who are rooting for Russia and against the United States. There, there are some prominent voices out there saying, are, are, how can we really say we're a good country? Maybe Vladimir Putin and Russia's are good. Look what they do to the gays and and you, you're you, whatever group you hate. If they treat it badly, maybe they're the good guys. There, there really is this disturbing and this horseshoe theory. You know, the far right and the far left are kind of they've wrapped around to become the same thing. They're all rooting against America, and I despise Americans who root against America. And they've come out of the woodwork now suggesting, oh, look, Vladimir Putin is so competent compared to our incompetent president. I would rather have an incompetent Joe Biden than a competent Vladimir Putin in charge. How did people's brains get broken because they've treated politics as their god and it has their idol has poisoned their brain? Yes, I do want to talk about that when we come back. I'll take your phone calls as well. It's an open line Friday, 877-973-7425. What? uh Oh, hang on a second. The buttons. What happened? The whole soundboard has screwed up on me at the very last minute. I figured it out. It froze up and it spit out the audio in a different direction to deny my ability to go to commercial break like a polished professional. That's one of those days, folks. (laughs) At least it's going better than it is for the Democrats. My Kansas City listeners are upset. I, I said Kansas instead of Kansas City at one point. Uh, But, I mean, come on. Uh, When people think of Kansas, they think of Kansas City. You all know that that's true. I mean, nobody thinks of Topeka or Wichita. They think of Kansas City, and then they're shocked when they get their geography class that, like, Kansas had to have a Kansas City so they could say they're talking about us. Uh, But you knew what I meant. What I did not know until uh, a a kind soul called to point out is that the Chiefs, though they've adopted Native American imagery – were actually named after the mayor of Kansas City when they were moving the team. Uh, Mayor Bartle of Kansas City said he'd move, but he wanted the team in some way named after him, and his nickname was Chiefs, so they named the Kansas City Chiefs to actually be a reflection of the mayor. But they adopted the Native American branding. Now they do the Tomahawk Chop, so you can't really say it's about the mayor now. I mean Arrowhead Stadium, y'all name it. It's the Kansas City Chiefs, but I like them. I've always liked the Chiefs, and I really like the Chiefs. Not for Patrick Mahomes. I, I just I like the coach. I just think he's fantastic. I I, I really do. Um, think Andy Reid is just one of the neat people. Like when they played that game and he had the icicles hanging down his mustache, it was fantastic. Um, I just think he's a he is a a a really really neat guy, uh, and and I do like. Kansas City. I mean, before Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, Moams, all that. There's just they're they're a neat football team. But I, I've also had the soft spot for the Forty ers over time, going back to Joe Montana. Um, they've just. I mean, and and I, I I do like the the Brock Purdy story. It's it's just a neat story. I wish him well. Um, I don't necessarily know that I have a dog in the fight, but if I had to, like, if you put a gun to my head and said, who are you actually rooting for, it would be the Chiefs. I'm, like, rooting for Blo- Brock Purdy, but I'm rooting for the Chiefs. So, there you have it. Yeah, wishy-washy, if I'm real honest about it. Uh, go. Can- Plus, I'm on the radio in Kansas City, and I'm not on in, in San Francisco. So, another reason to root for the Kansas City Chiefs. And also, their barbecue is actually, let's just acknowledge Kansas City Barbecue. Is pretty good A buddy of mine who worked for Josh Hawley for a while. Um, he, I, I did something nice for him, and he sent me a thank you box. And the box was filled with the best barbecue sauces of Kansas City. And I did some fantastic cooking with so many of those barbecue sauces in an event. All right. We'll talk about Tucker Carlson when we come back. I do want you to know I got a text message during the last commercial break from a noted friend of mine who you all would know who says the he's a Democrat, says the odds are Biden remains the nominee because of the complexities of removing him from the ballot. Unless he himself decides to pull the trigger, there's not anything the rest of us can do. And he's not very happy about it. Um, thinks the odds of Trump getting elected go up. Um, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with him. But yeah, Democratic strategists are a little bit despondent today about the situation. You got to convince Biden to do the right thing. And the biggest problem that they don't really want to say is Jill Biden is convinced that if Joe doesn't have anything to do, he's going to go home and die. So keep him president and keep him alive. Um, What a what an awful thing. Uh, Jill Biden is turning out to just be the I mean, mommy dearest of the Democratic Party committing spousal and elder abuse, keeping this guy where he is. But I mean, I get it. If you were afraid he'd go home, curl up and die, if he had nothing to do, you'd want him to be doing this too, Never mind the country. My goodness gracious, what a mess we're in. You know, Hillsdale College understands why this is one of the reasons we need real constitutionalism and federalism in the country, that the presidency and the federal government are not meant to be as important as all of us now make them. You would learn these things. If you took the Constitution class at Hillsdale College, you can hear their Constitution Minutes that are aired during this program's commercial breaks by going to ericforhillsdale.com. Not only that, you can put in your address, and you can get a free Constitution with Declaration of Independence from Hillsdale College. It's a pocket Constitution. You can keep it with you. I've got one. They're great. Um, and you go to Hill ericforhillsdale.com. You hear the Constitution Minutes, share them with your friends. Hillsdale College takes constitutionalism seriously. Larry Arn is like a steward— for constitutionalism, what university should be, that's what Hillsdale College is, a monastery for the mind in the United States that preserves the integrity of constitutionalism and they wanna share it with you. Eric, E-R-I-C-K, Hillsdale.com. Go check them out today, listen to the Constitution Minutes, get your free pocket Constitution and Declaration of Independence. Share these things with your friends. The knowledge from Hillsdale College can improve your mind and your life
1: Save eighty dollars with code Space80 at talkspace.com.
0: Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, really happy to have you with me. All right. Uh I, I just I, I got some thoughts, not so much on the Carlson Um Putin interview, but on the uh, look at how competent um he is blah 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 blah. Um, Vladimir Putin. Um, I there is a strain on the right, a virus, part of the right. About America is not the good guy. And it's a lot of these people who are on the the alt right. They're they're they also they hate Israel. They don't like American power in the world. They look at social ills in the United States as um, whether it's abortion or gay marriage and things like that as 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 beyond the pale. And because they have a guy like Vladimir Putin who uh, is is ruthless to gays, ruthless to uh, it, it, they ban abortion, although there's actually a pretty high abortion rate in Russia and, and the like. That oh, th- this guy's actually he's a moral leader. Vladimir Putin is a ruthless monstrous killer who invaded a sovereign nation. You shouldn't believe his propaganda because it is propaganda this this idea of a Russian sphere of influence. I, I'm kind of shocked to see some people the right say well Russia deserves a sphere of influence. We have a sphere of influence. We we have a sphere of influence because of our nations wish to partner with us. We're not conquering all of those nations and taking them over, we're actually like allies with people. The Russians are not your friend. Vladimir Putin is not the good guy. It's just, um, it's, it's infuriating to see the people in this country who would defend Vladimir Putin and the Russians for invading Ukraine. And it's it's awful to see them say, well, I mean, at least he's competent. Look at Joe Biden. I would rather have an incompetent Joe Biden than a competent mass murderer as my president of the United States. And shame on you for being unpatriotic and unAmerican if you think that you would rather have Vladimir Putin in charge. The man murders people who are dissidents, he throws them in prison. It's just absolutely bizarre that people would champion this. He's not a good man. He's not your friend. He's not your ally. He is a monster. And part of where we are as a country right now is this postmodernism in the country where the truth doesn't matter What matters is who you want to believe. So when you platform voices and you put in your mind the voices of those who say everything is hunky-dory and Vladimir Putin is a good guy and he's misunderstood and he has a claim to Ukraine. And we should allow him to have it, uh, it. It doesn't matter what the truth is. You've decided it's your truth. You don't actually care about the truth. The left does this, too. What's ironic is there's a, a, a part of the far left and a part of the far right where they've arrived at the same position that Putin is the good guy here and Ukraine deserves to be split up and conquered and we shouldn't have anything to do with it and damn the consequences of a spillover effect and, and Vladimir Putin should be allowed to have his sphere of influence. People have become mentally deranged by what they're catechized by and, and this gets to the larger issue here. And I, I, I'm i attributed to Tim Keller, and I don't actually think it was Tim Keller, but I've embraced it as my own line. We are catechized by those we surround ourselves with. And you know what a catechism is? Not every religious denomination has a catechism. But a, a catechism is a, a summary of principles of faith in the form of questions and answers, and it's used for instruction – in religion, that the the Catholics have them, many Protestant denominations have them, uh, and that uh, they're quite good at helping kids. Now, I didn't grow up with a catechism, uh, and you know, in in my church, for example, now um, we have several different catechisms that circulate in the Presbyterian Church in America. Uh, Baptists tend to be a little more standoffish when it comes to catechisms, depending on their church. Uh, there are some that have come out, um, but it's a uh, it's a catechism that essentially asks questions to I- I project what you actually believe, and you can memorize them and you can understand your faith Through that catechism, and and what essentially churches encourage people to do is read the catechism, memorize the catechism, and understand their faith about the catechism. Um, You've got, for example, the Westminster Shorter Catechism is one that's um, popular among uh, Protestant churches. The first question is very similar to the Catholic Confession or Catholic catechism. What is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. What rule hath God given to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy him? The word of God, which is contained in the scripture of the Old and New Testament, the only rule. Now, and every church has these. This isn't theological discussions. Just to understand what a catechism is. And so churches get the kids early on to begin memorizing the questions of faith. So when they get into a world and they have questions of faith, they can recall their catechism and get the answers to the catechism. And so when you are catechized by those you surround yourself with, if you surround yourself with a bunch of people who are all uh, Russian acolytes and sympathizers, well, you're going to become a sympathizer to the Russians. If you're surrounded with a bunch of woke activists, you're going to become a woke activist. If you're surrounded by a bunch of people who think that uh, Donald Trump is the be-all, end-all, chief end-of-man, well, so are you. If you're surrounded by a bunch of people who think Joe Biden is mentally competent, the sharpest man and greatest leader to ever live and exist in the pre- presidency of the United States, you're going to think the same thing. It's one reason why you should have a diverse array of people you surround yourself with because then you become an independent thinker. Uh, in this day and age, most of the people who think they're independent thinkers are just a bunch of uh, un are clueless automatons who parrot whatever the people around them say. I mean, the in my personal experience— the people who most dogmatically insist that they are the independent thinkers tend to be the most predictable automatons on planet Earth because most independent thinkers don't have to tell you what an independent thinker they are. They just speak, and you realize this guy thinks for himself. You are catechized by those you surround yourself with. And one of the, the troubling aspects of social media – And the postmodern era is that you go online on Facebook or Twitter or wherever, and you begin to follow people who think like you, who vote like you, and who share your values. And the more you stay online surrounded by those people, the more you reflect them and they reflect you. You're catechized by those you surround yourself with online and off. And the more you go online, the less offline you are, the more you begin to be very hyper online in your views of things and things that matter. Consider just go back to the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing a couple of weeks ago. Very few Americans who aren't online knew about the story, cared about the story, and they found it ridiculous when people brought it up. But I know people who were convinced this is some sort of conspiracy. I know good people who are so online. They're like, well, it fits the pattern. It fits the pattern. What pattern? You don't mean you don't know the pattern? I thought you were an independent thinker. I'm an independent thinker, and I can see the pattern. Where did you get the pattern from? Well, the people you surround yourself with on social media who are crazy. We're catechized by those we surround ourselves with. So when you decide that the United States is the bad guy and Vladimir Putin is the good guy, it's because of who you've surrounded yourself with. And you're surrounding yourself with, with bad people if you're surrounding yourself with people who think the United States is bad. In fact, you're probably surrounding yourself with, with closet Democrats because the polling suggests more, vastly more Democrats than Republicans think this country bad. And a lot of them have have moved to the right because of various cultural issues on the left, but they're still, at heart, people who hate the country. I don't understand how you can hate the United States of America unless you're a progressive woke, but it has become a virus on part of the right. And so they look on Vladimir Putin as some sort of uh, competent genius. He's a murderous madman. Madmen sometimes sound like geniuses. Pol Pot, Hitler, Mao Zedong, Vladimir Putin, Saddam Hussein, the Ayatollah—they're madmen. They—they—they they sound smart. They sound patriotic. They—they they sound bold in their thinking, and they're insane people. Ted Kaczynski was an insane person. Who had these brilliant writings that 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 people read these writings like this guy really knows what he's talking about he's smart what a super environmentalist except he turned out to be an insane madman living off the grid in a hut in where Montana and was killing people. Vladimir Putin happens to lead Russia. You know how Vladimir Putin got elected. Vladimir Putin blew up an apartment building and killed hundreds of people, and he blamed the Chechens because he wanted to invade Chechnya. He needed a way to get into power because he was afraid of the rising Islamic influence in Chechnya, so he, he arranges for an apartment building to be blown up, blames the Chechens, comes into power under wave of support to go fight those people, starts a war with them, to slaughter the Muslims in Chechnya. He murdered a bunch of people to get in power. That, at this point, is not really a disputed story. For a long time, it was. Over time, more and more people will say, Yeah, he actually he's the one who blew up the apartment building and blamed the Chechens. Vladimir Putin does see the world through a lens of a of a Russian sphere. He believes that Ukraine is part of Mother Russia. And actually, to be fair to him, Catherine the Great seized Crimea from the Turks back in the in the what seventeen hundreds, and it had been a part of it. But Ukraine itself had not always been a part of Russia. It was an independent country. It came in under the Soviets. Americans back in the day turned a blind eye to the plight of the Ukrainians. I personally think we should be helping the Ukrainians so that we're not one day in a war with Russia itself. Let the Ukrainians kill the Russians. They were pretty good at it until they started running out of ammo. But regardless of your views on what we should or should not be doing with Ukraine, stop praising Vladimir Putin. He's a murderous monster. I don't care that he's a competent murderer. I would far prefer an incompetent president of the United States to a competent mass murderer as leader of my country. Shame on the people who seem to think praising Vladimir Putin is a way to own the left and own Joe Biden. You're not owning anybody. You're exposing yourself as a follower, not a leader, as someone who in self is deeply poisoned by the politics of the online because you've catechized yourself with a bunch of people who hate this country, just like the wokes. It is the mirror image, and you should be ashamed of yourself, but you don't have a sense of shame, I suspect, if you're cheering on Vladimir Putin today let me talk to you about vision computers because they're great they're a group you can cheer on because vision computers works with you to build your PCs desktop laptops servers they can even workstations they can even make your gaming PC like they made for my son a uh, great stuff they really not only that but then they give you a special number you can call and they become your in-house tech support now here's the thing if you don't have vision computers if you're a small businessman and you got a lot of PCs and you don't have vision you can still pay a small annual fee to Vision. They will become your in-house IT department. They they do such a good job, and I've experienced it with my house. I know plenty of businesses who use Vision, and they love them because they don't have to pay full-time salary for an in-house IT guy. Their employees can just call Vision. They get their computers. They have long-term relationships with them, multi-decade relationships. All you do is call 404 Compute anywhere nationwide. They can help you. They'll build your PCs. They'll become your tech support. You can also go to visioncomputers.com. But if you call them at 404 Compute and you tell them Eric Erickson sent you, they will give you an off-the-website deal. They'll save you even more money because you're mentioning my name. And, again, it's any one of you or any business nationwide. Instead of going to the big box store, the electronic store, getting a one-size-fits-all computer, call Vision. Let them customize. They'll save you money. They'll keep you upgraded. They'll keep you online. They'll keep you up and going. Visioncomputers.com or 404compute. <laughs> I just saw this tweet. This is pretty good. Um from Alan Cole of the Tax Foundation, one reason I hope Kamala Harris gets to fill out a second term is that it would be important for representation of my people. No, I don't mean race or geography. I mean people who come off as awkward and uncool. Our community is hurting after Romney, Clinton, and DeSantis lost. <laughs> yeah, she certainly comes across as as um, awkward and uncool. Uh, there is breaking news as Matt Rosendale enters the race in Montana for the United States Senate. Uh, Donald Trump has just endorsed Tim Sheehy, uh, the Navy SEAL, who has uh, campaigned for Trump in Iowa. Um, the, the, um, Tim Sheehy released this brutal—so what you need to know is Matt Rosendale is, a, is the congressman for Montana, but he's from Maryland— and Tim Sheehy just launched this as Matt Rosendale enters the race. This is what Tim Sheehy just put up online. Montanans. Montana, it's Montana, it's Montana. This is Matt Rosendale not able to pretend, not able to pronounce Montana the way people from Montana say it.
1: Montana, Montana. Okay, this here Montana.
0: People of Montana, citizens uh, of Montana, citizens uh, of Montana for the citizens of
1: Montana. Okay. All Montanans Flathead County, Montana We're here in Missoula From Great Falls, Montana hey, From Roundup, Montana 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 Montana, Montana.
0: Montana. Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, that's not a good rollout for the Rosadale campaign to have Sheehy launch this And then to have Donald Trump come out and Because uh, remember, Rosadale is, is a Trump loyalist Um, ooh um that's wow yeah so yeah i i i can pronounce the name of your state charlie how can your own congressman not pronounce the name of your state and if he's gotten away with it i he's he's not going to get away with it here it appears and and yeah it's it's remarkable that uh rosendale was a real trump loyalist and this is donald trump's statement i love montana Tim Shee is an American hero and highly successful businessman from the great state of Montana. He is strongly supported by our incredible chairman of the NRSC, Steve Daines, and many other patriotic senators and Republicans who have endorsed our campaign to make America great again. I always respect Matt Rosendale and was very happy to endorse him in the past and will endorse him again in the future should he decide to change course and run for his congressional seat. But in this instance, Tim is the candidate who is currently best positioned— To defeat Lazy John Tester and regain the Republican majority of the United States Senate. Tim is a political outsider, strong on the border. The military vets and our constantly under siege Second Amendment. He will stand tall in the fight against the radical left Democrats who are destroying our country. Also, he is far more likely to defeat Lazy John. American first patriot Tim Sheehy has my complete and total endorsement against Matt Rosendale. Um there you have it. Um this may actually be the match coming out this strong. And um that video on how Rosendale pronounces the state, that's gonna be a mess for a launch day for him. We'll see. Um uh, but if the Republicans so they've got Joe Manchin, they're they're gonna win West Virginia, that would take the Senate to fifty-fifty. If they pick up Montana, that gives the GOP control of the Senate 51 seats. If they pick up Ohio, if they pick up Pennsylvania, that gives them the Senate. Um, and those states are in play. Nevada is in play. Arizona is in play. Although I don't know how much with Kerry Lake there as the as the Republican nominee. But it's, I mean, the GOP has a real shot at winning the Senate. Just never underestimate the Republicans' ability to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Even against President Drool and Vice President Cackles, they still have a path to victory. Despite Joe Biden not even realizing he's president of the United States anymore. You guys have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.